All right, good morning, and welcome to the Canine Translators Podcast. This podcast is dog trainers talking about dog natural training and all things dog behavior. We are your hosts, Tara Sturmer and Laura McClure, head behavior trainers at Canine Working Mind. Our facility is located in Austin, Texas. Our goal in this podcast is to help our species understand canine communication and their behaviors. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas about future podcasts, please email us at info at caninetranslators.com. That's info at the letter K, the number nine, translators.com. Ah, she did it right. Yeah. It is Thursday morning, y'all. Thursday morning, we are uh, finally starting to feel a little cold. Um, yes. I actually had to put a sweatshirt on yesterday, which was nice. Uh, hopefully, by the time you guys hear this, it will be a Very, really nice. cooler out. Uh, but what they're saying, 90s next week. Did y'all realize that awful again they're just teasing us all right so we are super super excited um i'm gonna let my special guests introduce themselves we have caitlin um from and her husband from roland's silly goose crew uh if you can introduce yourself absolutely so my name is caitlin rohde and this is my husband i'm michael michael (laughs) and we are the founders of roland silly goose crew we are a nonprofit that started a little bit earlier in 2023 after our dog Roland was sadly killed at a daycare in Austin. And going through that experience, it was it was so eye-opening and frustrating and painful and all of those emotions kind of pulled together. And we knew that we had, we had to try and change things, um, not only within the daycare industry, but just like Austin more broadly. It's like, it's a dog-friendly city and yeah. We need to do better for our dogs. Right. And uh, for our listeners, because we always get questions, um, and after every podcast, I get a personal email that says, which one? I'm not going to name names. We do not name names of daycares on this podcast, okay? Um, This is a generalized what you need to know before you put your dog in a daycare. Um, So just want to make sure that's clear from the beginning, okay? Um, All right. So... Now, you started this in 2023. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, so, it's a baby group right now. Oh, it, it, yeah. The baby, if that. I mean, like, it is like a little clump of cells right now. We are, like, just getting off the ground. Good for um, you for doing thank it. Because yeah. we see a lot. We, we do see a lot of uh, behavioral issues and yeah. uh, a lot of people that have had really terrible experiences. Um, uh, our dog walker series, we yeah. talk mm-hmm. about, you know really vetting where you're going mm-hmm. um, and that's basically what you guys are about that's what we're trying to do so Roland is our very first dog that we adopted we've always had cats I get cats <laughs> they vibe they do their thing Good like for they're you off the cats. side yes yeah, yeah. like they just chill but dogs is like uncharted territory for us and like the good thing and the bad thing is that there's a ton of information out there and so it's like we get rolling and we're like, oh, you're supposed to take him to a daycare. You're supposed yeah. to take him to boarding. You're supposed to do all of these really extroverted dog type things. And you don't stop to think like, oh, what are the questions I should be asking and going through? And like depending on the source you go to, like there's always an angle that those questions are coming from. Yeah. And there's really not a place where you can kind of go to see like holistically, is this the right solution for my dog? Is this the right thing for me? Do I feel comfortable with this? And so one of the first things that we put out was our daycare evaluation guide. Which is amazing, y'all. Thank you. Um, Thank you. I'm yeah. looking at it. And we actually talked before we got on yeah. <laughs> um, about our daycare 
podcast and yeah. the questions we were asking and she was like I thought you read it from my book. Yes. I'm like, uh, no, actually. Uh, this, is, this is what we always tell people. That's amazing. amazing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And it's just like there's so many different facets to like a daycare that you need to think through. And it's like we don't want to be like doom and gloom on this. But it's like you also need to think through like how are they going to handle when things go wrong? Because at the end of the day, like they're dogs. Things are going to happen. Yeah. Like kerfuffles are going to happen. But how do they handle it? How are they going to communicate with you? And I think the big thing for us is the transparency. And I think that has to happen. Oh, yeah. And like looking across the industry, it's like I feel like the common theme is like there's a significant lack of transparency. There's a lack of communication. There's just like there's no single place that you can go to figure like, is this good? Like, what is good? What is a good trainer? What is a good daycare? What is a good dog walker? And because that whole industry is so unregulated, Anybody can just say it. Right. I mean, like, you'll see daycares are like, we're a luxury daycare. Like, they slap luxury on there, like an apartment. And immediately makes people go like, oh, that must be a great place if they're luxury. It's advertising. I mean, like, my degree is in advertising. I get it. Like, you (laughs) want to make it seem like you put these buzzwords in there. And you couple that with Austin being a dog-friendly city. You couple that with the media saying, like, cool dogs go to daycare. And all these other factors. And the fact that there's no mandatory reporting you don't find out about this stuff until it hits the news. Yeah. Right. And it makes it seem like a smaller problem than it actually is. Right. And I think a good, uh, I mean, I'm looking through the pamphlet now for all our listeners, and I think it's the questions on here are, you know, pretty much what we were explaining, mm-hmm. right? But I mean, you have some really good ones, like free of hazards. Yeah. Right. And you would think that's that'd be baseline. You know, yeah. You, you, I would not even think to ask that at a daycare. Hey, um, you know, are there broken toys, electrical cords? I wouldn't think about that. And but yeah. yet I have a brand new puppy in the pack. Yeah. Not that I would put him in a daycare because I have one, but. <laughs> yeah. Well, we don't have a daycare. I'm going to make sure everybody's very clear about that. It's not yeah. a daycare. Um, What's your advertising, Tara? <laughs> yeah. No. Um, no advertising for daycares here. It's not for me. Not for our facility. No. Um, but, yeah, no. That makes, uh, I mean, I love it. Uh, minimal odors. That's a that's a good one, too. Mm-hmm. So from, you know, from my obsessive side when yeah. it comes to uh, training, dogs go by their nose. And some dogs can actually show aggression because of an odor they don't the, like. The mm-hmm. scent that they pick up. So that's yeah. actually a good question, too, you know. Um, I think when you're going into a daycare, uh, if you're, if, I always like to, anywhere I go, I go by myself without my dogs. Mm-hmm. Go check it out before yeah. you take your dog there. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. And if, even still, when you do that, you still don't see these things because yeah. somebody might be trying to show off their property and going, hey, look, this is this yard and this is this yard, but you're not seeing all of the yards. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And like the other part too, like even like in Roland's situation, like we had seen pictures of the daycare and what the what happened with Roland was that he got out through an open door and it didn't have double gates and he was he was hit by a car yeah um and it's just like you kind of go through like your mind just like cycles through and it's like why didn't I catch that why didn't I like see that but then also it goes back to why isn't that a baseline requirement for some of these like facilities like if you think about like a child daycare we were looking through like how they have it set up and obviously children dogs are very different but 
their requirements they're for like so space. Different. I mean, they're not. I mean, like <laughs> we're, we're we're still potty training one of our dogs right now, and it's just um, like thank oh God my goodness, I'm potty training my kids, but my kids are not so different than my yeah. dogs. <laughs> and like, there's so many like requirements. Like it's like so many different things, like space and like making sure you have like the right gates and like how much, like all of these different factors. And we were looking through the Austin City Code and daycares, boarding, training, not even defined. Yeah. In the ordinances, not like you can't measure what you can't define and you can't improve what you can't measure. Right. And I don't know how Austin would expect these facilities to be on the up and up if we don't even know what they are. Like anybody can just be like, I had a dog while I was growing up. Ergo, I will open a daycare. Yeah. yeah. And that, that's not good enough. And they're not experienced in body language. Oh, They're not, not experienced in, yeah. I mean, that's one of the things that we chatted mm-hmm. with um, uh, Rebecca with, yeah. uh, you know, mm-hmm. is... You know, what kind of training do they do for their staff? Yeah, exactly. And that's like another piece too around like the training and the certification is, and I know I was looking to y'all's episode on that one uh, social media 15 quote, second, unquote. It's a 15 second TikTok trainer personality. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Rolls right off the tongue. Um, but it's like they all, their whole thing is like, well, they're like all these other places aren't like certified. Like I don't see like the purpose of certification. But at least it gives like a baseline of like what you can expect. Certification isn't the only thing you can hang your hat on. There's other pieces that go into it. Of course, you see certified facilities, trainers, whatever, have their own issues. That's because it's not the full package. That's because there's not other regulations or a safety net to actually help bolster up this industry. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, And we see a lot of, you know, one of the things that we do as uh, a side job, hobby, more more I don't know where she's do. going with this because there's um, so many things she is, could bring up at this when, point when dogs get lost we're asked to go and find them with our search yep. dogs we, we that's part of what we do as a side thing mm-hmm. yeah. right um I could probably make a living doing that yeah. with the amount of dogs that are lost yeah and it's because of the handling now it's it's a little lighter since people are going into mm-hmm. uh, facilities with their dogs now and not yeah. just handing them right out of the car. But it just yeah. happened recently, like at a daycare boarding place that's up by me in on the north side, and there was a dog that got out and was missing, and its owners were out of state. I think they were on like their honeymoon or wedding or something, and they had to leave early because their dog was missing. Luckily, oh. it was found, but... I mean, and I'm gonna say sometimes you, you send your dog there to yeah. yeah, but and I am gonna say on the devil's advocate side here, sometimes that's gonna happen. I know dog yeah. behavior. Yeah, um, some dogs are gonna climb a ten foot fence. <laughs> we know yeah. that. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Um, but if that fence is cut from ground to waist length and not repaired yeah. properly, yeah. Now I don't mean stitching it together with mm-hmm. hay bale wires. Yeah. And I'm going to state that if that uh, I have seen places that have done that, they literally have just taken string and tied the chain link together. Yeah. And it's fixed. There is no regulation on that. Yeah. So that is negligence. Yeah. Right. hundred uh, percent. A dog that jumps an eight foot fence or, you know, we have a very strict policy here that no dog is allowed to be walked in the front property here. Mm-hmm. Unless they're wearing a martingale, because if they try to back out and do the bottom of weave, it'll tighten up and they can't. Yep. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We do not allow dogs here without a martingale. Yeah. Right. Because of that. For but safety on purposes. the same token, our staff is trained to 
if know. there is a loose dog on the property, like what is the protocol? Yeah. If what do you do? whether it's because a dog got away from them or because we have clients. I mean, even if we do have a lot of clients, we have a lot of clients <laughs> that their dog will just jump out of the car or bolt mm-hmm. and get the leash out of their hand. And so we do have a very yeah. specific protocol of what you're to do when there is and a, I think a dog that off leash. Needs to be a regulation that right there yeah. is teaching staff. You know. Body language, teaching staff how to catch a dog that's loose, teaching staff what the protocol should be. We have a six-minute evacuation process. This is the other thing. I don't care how many dogs are in here. Six minutes, we got all those dogs out and then loaded in a trailer. Um, So, you know... You that's the thing. That. It's like y'all are thinking through. It's like you don't want to think through like worst case scenario of like there's to. going to be like a hurricane tomorrow. But like you need to have that in place. But, but you yeah. do have to. Yes. So if you're yeah. a business owner, if you're going to care you for if you're going to care for someone's loved one. Yes. Even right. if it's just yes. a dog or a cat, you need to be prepared for and something. And these like are things that. that I would highly recommend. That's why I love your group. I mean, this this evaluation guide is amazing. Um, but they do need to ask those things. That's really important. And it's like, even to your point too, it's like, at the end of the day, like these are still animals. Yeah. They're still wild animals. Like they're still going to, they might see the things be like, oh, hell yeah, this is going to be super fun. I'm going to like jump off that thing. fence to climb. It's going to be so much fun. Let me see how many people I can get to run after. right? (laughs) Yeah. And so it's like, those things are going to happen. But again, it's like, how do you handle it? How do you make sure it doesn't happen again? How do you try and mitigate that as much as possible? And then how do you communicate that back? the owner and let them know what happened because the thing like i always think through is like what if roland had gotten out and then came back in would we have ever known yeah would we have ever known that happened and that's a biggie right and that's that's a huge question mark and like that makes me so nervous for like for other animals that have like i know animals get out all the time one of the things that we're we have open right now is actually a dog daycare safety survey where we are we have it open to state of texas primarily kind of in this like surrounding area and we're trying to collect stories and perceptions and experiences of people who have taken their dogs to daycares, boarding facilities. And even if you don't, why don't you? Yeah. We want to hear why. And like we've collected so many stories of dogs who have been injured, who have been killed at daycares. One of them was like pesticides. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just, it's, it's horrifying when you look at it. And it's like, these are the ones that don't, they don't hit the news. And it's like, they don't exist. And that was the thing. I was there's like, I'm not, not gonna, enough notification not about enough. that. Right. And I was yeah. like, I'm not going to let Roland and his story just be pushed into a corner and forgotten. And about. I'm so proud of you for doing that. Thank you. I really Thank am. You. That's that's fantastic that you all are standing up and going. Thank you. Not my dog. Not my no. experience. Not in our city. I was like, and do we've better. said that. Yes, yeah. we've said that so many times. Not in our city. You mm-hmm. know. Um, you know, we are supposed to be the dog friendliest place. Yeah. Um, so. I think it's time that you need to take their safety seriously. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, this is a time, like one of the things with, I think it's like the perfect segue into one of the things that we just launched is a, is the Austin dogs deserve better. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about that. I saw you, I saw you mention that. Girl, I need to get the scoop on this. (laughs) So it is hot off the press. We actually just announced it a couple days ago um, on the one year of Roland's death. And we are trying to collect a group of people across Austin, people who are in the industry, pet owners, people who just like deeply care about this. We want to bring these folks together to try and get city council to pass some ordinances Do to something. understand this problem because like there's just, there's, there's nothing there. 
and it, that can't that can't keep going on like you look at all these other cities like houston has something la county has stuff in place where they they have inspections and the grades are put up you can go look at the grades for daycares and so it's like having nothing in place is unacceptable yeah and so like our goals are really to educate city council on like what the problem is because like until they know they're not going to do anything right yeah they need to know what the problem is and then we want to try and influence them to pass ordinances and then the last part is to influence people or businesses in the industry to actually voluntarily adopt these changes which that's going to be the part i think is going to be the hardest where it's like are these businesses willing to look in the mirror and be like, you know what? I could be doing better. Yeah. And I'm willing to We might to be lacking in these areas. Yes. Let's go ahead and make this change yes. instead of worrying about, like, how much it might cost to make exactly. those changes. Yeah. Exactly. And, you know, everything in the dog field, dog career, costs a ton of money. Yeah. Um, no matter what you do in a dog, small small business in the dog world, mm-hmm. it's, yeah. it's costly. But it's more costly, I think, emotionally and psychologically to owners. Yeah. 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 To lose your animal or have something happen. And I mean, whether it's something like Roland's story or if it's something like, I mean, we've had dogs that have been attacked in daycares and yes. it's understanding like, how do you regulate the yeah. dogs that yeah. you have? And or how do you, how do you deal with how many dogs, incidents like that? How many dogs per people? That's one of my <laughs> big pet peeves. Oh my gosh. One of my big pet yeah. peeves is a lot of people don't realize that they might have 30 dogs in that uh, play group. With yeah. one, one or two people. Hearing y'all talk about it on the episode last time, it was like 30 dogs and one person. Yep. Yeah. Like, like three pens. Yep. Yeah. And I was like, my God. Yeah. Like, yeah. how? How are you even like remotely keeping an eye on what's happening? You yeah. can't. Yeah. And if a dog fight breaks out in one pen, it breaks out in the yep. next pen, breaks out in the next pen, you have yeah. a whole bunch of pack well, even with if, one person. Even now, if you if just have one person for 10 dogs, that's still not going to be That's yeah. still going to be too, too much. much. You yeah. can't, you much. can't break up yeah. 10 dogs with one person. No. no. And, you know, and a lot of times in, um, as a small business owner, uh, we have short staff, mm-hmm. right? Um, and when we look for a staff member, I'll go through 30 applicants, 30 people. Mm -hmm. And I'll be like, uh, no, no, you might have experience, but no, I need a little bit more experience than that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, while I'm willing to train people, I need you to have some type of experience if you're going to be handling my client's dogs, because for anybody in this field should feel like us, like Rebecca, like Dr. Jess, Mm -hmm. Those dogs are part of our family. Yeah. That's how it should be viewed. So, yeah. you know what? You can get somebody who opens up a business and says, absolutely. We see every client's dog as our own. Yeah. It no. goes back to that simple, like, treat them so. as, a, as if they were yours, you know? But yeah. surprisingly, that's not a normal yeah. thing. Like, not everybody sees it that way of, I need to treat this this dog this dog isn't just a dollar amount. This dog is meant to be treated yeah. like I would want someone else to care for my own. And yeah. and we see it that way. So it's just weird to to know that that's not a common theme all the time. And uh, I think a lot of things that are happening now are big, um, you know, uh, big money is buying small business daycare and boarding. Oh, I was showing Michael right before we walked in here. I got served an ad on Instagram for a dog daycare franchise. Yeah. To I was like, right. I'm sorry, what? Yeah. Okay. So, you know, yeah. I think it can be good if there's right training. 
Totally. Right? Totally. And I'm going to just say for the listeners, if you hear a bunch of little munchkins (laughs) trying to rip each other apart, it's the puppies in the background. I have eight puppies that I'm fostering, and they are now just turning seven weeks, learning that they can play really rough with each other. So if you hear all of that scuffling in the back, if they're eight-week-old puppies, yeah. then we don't have anything going on. Yeah. Um, uh, they just happen to be in the next room, and they're really loud. Yeah. Um, but going back to that, I have seen way too many, and way too many people that think I can make a ton of money by buying that daycare mm-hmm. and just sitting back and letting everybody else do the work. Yeah. Well, they ignore the training aspect. Now, there are some really good mm-hmm. groups Absolutely. That'll take it. And yeah. I'm going to say, you know, uh, we don't ever mention names on this podcast, but there are some really great groups out there. Uh, one in particular that comes to mind works with us. They train their staff. Yep. They want their staff trained. Yep. Yeah. They are not going to let it's them handle. a requirement. Handle, they, they're not going to let them uh, handle your dog unless they have training. They go further on to the education with aggression and body language and you know, uh, yeah. proper care and, and safety in the in the facilities, and they really listen to their employees. But I would say the percentage-wise yeah. is for the big people that buy companies just because, like, you know, mm-hmm. I own five coffee shops and I'm going to buy a boarding facility. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> yeah. All right, because okay. you definitely know yeah. all about that <laughs> stuff. We're just going to let you know it, it run because it's been running so well all this time. But when you buy it, those people leave, and now you have to hire people, and you run coffee shops. Yeah. How do you know what you're doing? And you like, know, maybe you own a bakery and you want to own a dog daycare because, well, it's quick, easy money. And the thing is, like, I actually don't see those things, like, so one of the things that like we've realized going through this is just like how connected all of these problems are. Like yeah. the shelter problem with like so many dogs being in there. Yeah. With like the training problems where we have these like TikTok influencer <clears throat> trainers yeah. who can just like go out and be quote unquote trainers just because they say they're trainers. We have people who just open a daycare because like I love dogs and like I can do that. All of these things are connected. So you're even talking about all these, um, like the employees should have training. Absolutely. But then it's like, the question is what training, where yeah. are they getting the training? Yeah. How is that being regulated? Are they How learning from a 15 when, second yeah. TikTok and then just like personality? Cre- yeah. And yes. when and, do they give the training? Cause uh-huh. if you're a new employee, are you giving that training to that employee before their first day? Yeah. Or are you waiting a couple months and having them do work and then be like, Oh yeah, that's right. Let's do a training. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. And like none of that, again, it's like, it goes back to like, it's not defined. You can't measure it. You can't improve it. None of those pieces are there. And yeah, there's just no regulation. And I do think that yeah. uh, uh, for us here in Texas, I think it really should be defined and mm-hmm. regulated. Um, and, you know, we just talked about it with Zach, George, uh, about yeah. regulation. I think it yeah. is important that we get some type of regulation out there. I think it's... For all it's, things dog. For all things dog. Yeah, it's just not like just... Everything, there's so many businesses now that it's just like the dog market is like... It's it's super lucrative. I mean, I mean like, literally, you can go anywhere and you're going to f- yeah. see some sort of daycare or boarding place. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's like there are dog parks opening up left and right. There oh, yeah. are, there, you can go get like <laughs> Froyo for your dogs, which like our yeah. dogs love Froyo. Like I'm, I like, don't know love it. Is. Oh, 
dog frozen yogurt. It's frozen oh my yogurt. god! Oh my god! Looking at me like I just committed oh a crime. God. Yeah, what's yes. it? Oh, your dog is missing out. Soon, I just got daggers from everybody. <laughs> First of all, how dare you not know about dog frozen? Yeah, seriously. At least she gives pup cups. Okay, if yes. she goes to Starbucks okay. and okay. the dogs are in I'll the bar anymore because it's just whipped cream, but y'all. it's yummy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's like there's a whole industry around, um, like, because because people are like the attitudes around dogs are are changing and our laws are lagging um and so you were talking about like people who open up like a, a bakery and are like you know what i could do daycare well under texas law dogs are property they're a piece yeah. of property they and are no different than this microphone i'm talking into yeah insane drives me insane it's like it's you quantify its worth and so if somebody views a dog as a thing views a dog as a piece of property it is no different than that cup of coffee yeah and so it's like of course it would be easy to manage because it's property yeah and that's right. easy right that's it. Yeah, that does definitely drive me insane. But it's different of like, if you make a mistake with coffee, you can make a new coffee. But mm-hmm. if you make a mistake with someone's dog, that's, I mean, you can't just, you can't, here, here's a new dog. Like, that's not no, how that works. Right. So, on a, yeah. and on that note, you know, like you were saying with transparency, you know, do, are you being told what happens? You know, yeah. um, if you ask somebody, and I know we have, we have spoken about this in the past podcasts. If you go to a daycare and say, can you videotape what my dog is doing during a play group? And they say, no, run. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Y'all run. If they can't videotape it. We videotape sessions all the time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. And if I have a a client that's coming for uh, day school or even boarding and they ask for uh, photos or videos, I mean, I'll let the staff know, and I'll do my best to try yes. to send them the stuff. Not because we're trying to hide anything, but just because my Where's... brain is a million places. Yep. But I'll ask the kennel staff, and they'll send me stuff so mm-hmm. I can email them yep. um, and, and just let them see that their dog's okay. Because right. I get it. Because when I leave my dogs here, I trust these people, but, oh, but a pain in the ass. I am a helicopter mom. Same. And same, same. I will be messaging <laughs> constantly of where are they? What are they doing? How are they doing? Are they, they happy? Poop? Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I yeah. need all the yeah. deets. Yes. <laughs> right. How yes. do they poop? Yeah, yes. that is that is me. I think Michael can attest to that, that I'm like the ultimate helicopter mom. Yeah. 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 And I mean, I freaking work here. So. I mean, yeah, I get it, I get it, but um, but it, it is important that we get a little bit more transparency, and mm-hmm. the questions need to be asked. Yes. Um, yeah. And people can lie. Totally. Yeah. yeah. People can lie, mm-hmm. but if I have any red flags at yeah. all, I'm going to say, let's move on. And you should know that you can. Like, yeah. as, like, dog owner to dog owner, like, you can run like there are other places that are doing it better like i know that there are like across austin's like there are pl- places that are doing it really well yes um but the problem is like there are so many places that aren't yeah and right. they are bringing it down and like that is what like they're letting you just letting this like whole industry just like crumble because they're not willing to change or willing to do it as like cheaply as possible i mean <laughs> with roland's story we said he, they didn't have double gates installed um, within 24 hours, they had them installed. Right. So they could So have. It, it was that easy. It yeah, was that easy have. to put them in. Um, and so it's like, are do, do they have the right stuff? Are they willing to put in the time, the money, the energy, everything to really keep it up to, like, your standards? Yeah. And if not, be picky. Yeah. yeah. Be picky. But then if they're also not, then who are you supposed to tell about that? 
Like, who can you go and have that well, be that's regulated? Where the problem exactly. Is yeah. Too. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So, how can we hold these places mm-hmm. accountable for that stuff? Yeah. Because right now, all it is is like you could leave a review on the place, oh, yeah. but then I mean, how much does that actually help? Right. Especially oh, yeah. now. Now, uh, and I'm gonna say it in this day and age, how many keyboard warriors are there? Absolutely. Right. That are gonna absolutely. So you don't even mouth places yeah. that yeah. don't actually do bad so things. It's hard yes. to be able to know that. So then it's kind of like in those moments of this is not a good place, and they they need to do some things to mm-hmm. fix this. But who's gonna hold them accountable yes. to actually do it? Absolutely. And like that's what we want to like in my like dream world is that there is a place where there are inspections like they go through yeah they do it on a recurring yeah, basis I believe in a place new york, to report report in, these problems yeah in new york you have to there's you know there's licensing and there's yeah. all sorts of stuff that you have to go through in order US. to have right inspections yeah. but not texas no yeah definitely not definitely not, not texas. nothing here no nope. um yeah it's just oh go ahead well I, I think that's one of the things we've been talking about doing is trying to put together like a transparency report template so mm-hmm. that all of these daycares and dog boarding facilities that are willing to, they can start sharing, yeah. hey, mm-hmm. annually, these are the safety guards we've got in place. We can give them the guide and they can go through all the questions and start sharing it with all our different pers- yeah. prospective dog owners so they yeah. know that the, the sense of security and the care that they care about their dogs for. Yeah, that yeah. they're putting in that work. Yeah, yeah. yeah y'all remind me of uh, a wonderful lady that ran Sanctuary Watch. Um, uh, you guys, seriously, uh, you're amazing. Um, so she actually used to go in and, uh, and just go in and inspect sanctuaries. Yeah. Just and, to see what, And yeah. bring out all of that nasty delight. Oh my gosh. I just, um, she's she like bracing that. for like what would be like waiting on the other side. Right. It's just, it's, uh, it's. Yeah, but I think that's kind of what you guys are reminding me of. I mean, we we need it. That's something that's needed. Uh, And and not just for daycares, but for boarding, for dog walking, for, I mean, trainers, like all of that. Like, you need some sort of regulation and you need an accountability for what you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. I think think it's really, yeah, it is. Because that's why we've talked about the stay and train stuff, the daycare Mm -hmm. stuff, the dog walking stuff, because... It needs to be at the forefront. If you if you own a dog, and if you even if you don't like, this is someone's family member. Yeah, I was like Michael and I. I'm are... still looking at her pamphlet. There's this oh, yeah. pamphlet is amazing. <laughs> Thank y'all. you. Sorry. Thank you. And the whole uh, dog daycare evaluation guide is available on our website. Thank you for plugging. Thank you. We're gonna, <laughs> yes. We are going to plug. We're going to actually yes. put your link up. Uh, okay. Well, we're going to put a, a, a thing. I'm not technically savvy, um, <laughs> although we have somebody who's technically savvy now who's helping us with the podcast, thankfully. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to give Lisa a shout out, but um, we're going to put your uh, information on how to get in touch with y'all please, yeah. on the description to the podcast, so if anybody listening wants to know, uh, it yeah. will be on the description, okay? We'll also, you know, we're going to blast it. I do my best to blast these on social media. And if I don't do it right, and y'all have any uh, volunteer hours you want to throw at me, throw them at me. But I'm not, I'm more of a fur trainer than I am a social yes. media trainer. So. Yeah, that's for sure. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I think, you know, you do ask a lot of great questions in this uh, evaluation guide. I think, you know, of course, my eye immediately goes to staff training and certifications, mm-hmm. right? Um, and that's one of the questions that we tend to stick on that you have in here is what's the ratio of daycare staff to dogs? Yeah. So what do you guys, with your research, what would you think is an appropriate ratio? So from what we've read, I mean, like the rule of thumb, they always say is like 
the fewer the better, mm-hmm. obviously. But I mean, I I think I've seen between like three and five. Rock on. That's yeah. exactly what we always yeah. say. Yeah. Three to five is like the ideal state for it. Per person, yeah. because yeah. it's the safest way to go it, mm-hmm. at it, you know? Because yeah. if something does break up, now that's the other thing is what happens correction based because yeah. you know I'm all positive. Oh yeah. And I hate that aversive training thing. Yeah. So you know, one of the things that we as trainers see was somebody coming into us and saying, My dog all of a sudden after staying for boarding or daycare someplace, they come back and they're, they're you know, their behavior hand is different. shy or yeah. they're you know, a specific sound happens and they're ner- they're nervous and or they're you know, worried about me cleaning things with the spray bottles. Right. Yeah. So these are things that are really important to ask yeah. too. If the dog does something inappropriate in a daycare how do you correct it? Yeah. What right? are they doing? Right. How do you correct it? What do you do to correct? Now, yeah. my red flags, if the dog barks, I'm in a residential area, right? So this is one of the red flags that we hear from our clients. They use the friendly neighborhood person that does daycare um, because everybody in the neighborhood does this person with daycare. Mm-hmm. and Let's just send it to their house. We're just going to send it over there because, you know, they are really good. They just, they watch all of the neighborhood dogs. Mm-hmm. And yeah. So they go there, and because they're in residential area, they have to use a shock collar to stop them from barking. Jesus. Yeah. They're not telling clients that. Oh, my God. Yeah. But if you press them for the answer, you find out. Yeah, I've seen like a couple training things just like pop up in like like our neighborhood group or whatever. Like trainers will come and it's like, I'll ask me like, oh, do like they use like shot collars, prong collars? They're like, oh, DM us for like more information. I'm like, if you can't tell me like, and that, and you're right like, there. come on, God, yeah. that that right there drives me nuts. Yeah, if I gotta say DM me, <laughs> dude. It's like, like come 15, on. It's that 15 second train <laughs> yeah. personality that had yeah, to have armed security guards for his event that he kept secret. Oh my yeah. God. Why? Yeah. Why? In a non disclosure agreement. God damn when you it. Left. That's you bullshit. Talk to I know. Yeah, sorry. I know. This is where my, my Italian's coming out now. <laughs> anyway. Right. Exactly, yeah. though. And, and I want to kind of shout out Niles, uh, our reactive dog. Yeah. He's now been doing training for what, six months or so? Six months. Positive training with the local dog trainer here in Austin and right when we got on very shy very very reactive could like barely bring, walk we'd bring out our harness and he would nervous pee yes. like mm-hmm. you got like near him he would nervous pee he was just like like the first couple of days he was in that um oh god what is it helpless um learned uh learned helplessness, learned helplessness. Jesus. Yes. and so it's like you see he seems like he's okay yeah because he's like he's just like not reacting and so it makes me think of like all these transfers like they're just yeah, they're they're pushing it down. Uh, Niles was just like a shell of a dog when we first got him, and then everything came out. Um, and you can keep going on the. Yeah, <laughs> I'm the talker. <laughs> you are the talker, but I, I think from that experience, like the positive reinforcement is so important because it helped build his confidence after training yeah. session after training Absolutely. session. And I think we went through maybe 20-odd sessions, which was like over the course of half a year. And now he's able to walk down auditorium shores and not try to bolt off the leash. Yeah. Um, And you built a better bond with your dog. Well, exactly. The thing is, like, it also helped us. I feel like training is also more for, like, the people, too. Um, Because, like, now I'm like, I can see, I'm like, oh, trigger stacking. I was like, first thing in the morning, he, like, barked the fence. And then this happened. I was like, he's going to be, like... 
at like a 12 by the time we hit 1 p.m. Like, we're not going to take him anywhere else. Right. And that's so important. So he, yeah. So, and that's important for our listeners, too, if you're going to go to a doggy daycare. How much stress mm-hmm. happened to your dog before you, you went yeah. to the daycare? Yeah. Right? So, and that's in any situation, mm-hmm. be it a walk, a dog park, yeah. or I don't like dog parks, but a walk, a dog park, daycare, wherever. How many stress stacking incidents happened that morning before you went? Yeah. I mean, we thought about it like we were sitting in the car because we have an event this coming weekend. Uh, we're going to be at Puptopia Fest. Okay, let's talk about that real yes. second. We'll plug, plug, plug. Plug. ABC, always be closing. We are at, we're going to be at <laughs> Puptopia Fest. Um, it's over at Peace Park and it's 10 to 5. There's going to be like, it's going to be just like Dog Central. What day is that? Uh, Saturday the 21st. Saturday the 21st, y'all. Saturday the 21st. And then, um, yeah, we're going to be there all day. So like, come hang. Um, it will be toasty. It's not going to be the cool 70 degrees. No, oh God, it's going to be I'm like not degrees. looking forward to that. I was like, it is almost November. Y'all. I know. It's it's we're in November. Texas. Well, this is the I fake know. fall. This is the fake, fake fall. Fake fall. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's yes. like it's teasing us. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have to set up tomorrow. And Michael has a training session with our trainer. And we're like, oh, we could bring Niles in the morning and then go straight there. And we're like, no, what if he like gets like more worked up? Let's leave him at home and then we'll bring him later. Mm-hmm. And so it's like being able to like think through what does he need in order to be set up for success um, and not just what's going to be easiest for us. Right. Yeah. Right. Good and that's what I think a lot of dog owners, they just, let's take my dog to daycare because mm-hmm. then I don't have to worry about stuff. Yeah. Right. But then when the dog loses its mind at the daycare, it's not the quick um, fix that you think it is. They're not tired. And we're going to repeat this for the people in the back. Mm-hmm. They are not tired no. when they come home from daycare because they had so much fun they're tired because of all the stress stacking that happened throughout that entire day at oh, daycare yeah. they're exhausted yeah. right mm-hmm. um so we're going to stress that again yeah. okay um uh, it's it's something that i will always bring up because we do hear well if i don't go to daycare my dog doesn't go to daycare i can't live with them they're exhausted when they come home they're not having fun no. yeah. right no right they're not Y'all, so you got to really, it's really based on each individual dog. You have to learn to read your dog and understand your dog and do a lot of research about the facility you're Mm -hmm. going to, a lot. You have to ask what kind of corrections are they going to give your dog if they get involved in rough play. That is so important. Yeah. What are you going to do if my dog, say, starts mounting and humping another dog who is... uh, totally terrified yeah right yeah what is that person going to do are and if they say oh we just separate them how don't just don't just let the vague answer happen yes how keep pushing. are you separating yeah right keep pushing. you can push and this is something that we were also talking about prior a lot of people are afraid to ask questions mm-hmm. right they they hear the uh, rainbows and unicorns speech about a business <laughs> and then they go well it must be beautiful or there's I like the it. expert, right? We're yeah. just like, oh, they're the expert. I don't know. Right. And like, yeah. I th- we fell into that too. Like, mm-hmm. we're like, we don't know like what we're doing. And this person is an expert and they, sh- they know trust better than I do. Yeah. Um, 
You have to do research. Yeah. And don't feel bad about asking questions. Yeah. You know, we do a consultation with every every client that comes here, even if they're coming in for uh, stay and train. Mm-hmm. Um, if they're coming for stay and train, we have to do a consultation because yeah. I, I want need that. to meet your dog. I need to meet mm-hmm. the dog. I need to know yeah. exactly what I'm seeing with this dog. Is it even going to be the right fit for stay and train yeah. uh, or day school? Yeah. And I want the client to ask me questions. You know, yeah. we're always asking, do you have any questions? They're like, no. Okay, well, let me let me give you a few okay, answers. Here, let me that, go yeah, thank you. <laughs> let me just go ahead and I'll answer the questions you should be asking. Right, right. You know, so we do that. I mean, our consultations last about forty-five minutes to an hour usually because yeah. you know sometimes we'll go through forty-five minutes and then sometimes we don't get anybody that asks us questions and we're like, okay, let me just throw these at you. Yeah. I'm not afraid Here's to answer more them. Information. And if you're going someplace and they're giving you a vague answer. That's not okay. There's, There might be a reason. They're separating them. Okay. Yeah. Well, are they taking a lead and hanging the dog to separate them? Are they using, you oh, know, uh, uh, a dog? So, you know, I have seen it, um, unfortunately, doing this for as long as I have. You know, the little chuck it wand. Oh, yeah, yeah. Are you using a wand to strike the dog to separate them? I'm not joking. I have seen that. Right. Um, and yeah. yes, so it's just like, I wish I could say I was surprised, but, it's but it's like, not. as we started this, it's like, I, I'm just, I'm never surprised. I'm just more disappointed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just like going through, it's just like, you just like keep pulling up stones and I'm just like, it's, it's absolutely. What? Yeah. For us, it's, it, it's heartbreaking because we yeah. get to see yeah. the dog after, you know, the fact. after the trauma, Yeah, you know, and typically people bring their aggressive cases to us, mm-hmm. um, and they're aggressive because it's a learned behavior. And sometimes it's been learned through a daycare or a dog walker or another boarding place. Right. Yeah. So it's really, uh, it is so important. I'm so, I'm so happy and so proud of y'all for doing this because, yeah. I mean, uh, just starting off and going, you know what? Uh, like, nah. Like this, this, this is ain't gonna awesome. No. Right. And yeah. that's, you know, it, it takes a lot of people to stand up and say, no, yeah, this has to stop. Yeah. And I think y'all are doing an awesome thing. And I think a lot more people need to step up and say, no. Yes. Yeah. And just like it demand better right. from these places. Like, so yeah. public, you know, here's the thing. And I sound like a broken record over the last few uh, podcasts. But, <laughs> you know, what can you do? A lot of people are like sitting at home going, well, you know, I've been going to this daycare for, you know, years. And they're just fine. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um but still ask questions. Yeah. I don't care if them. I've been in a daycare for three years. No. I want to know. talk to them. Yeah. Once you learn, you know, it's ask. like on that point, like one thing we did like a couple of weeks ago um, is like we had a dog daycare who came and talked to us at one of our events. They picked up our guide, filled up the whole thing and sent over their answers. Yep. And just like proactively did That's it. Fantastic. And we were like, hell yeah. Like this is the kind of like attitude that we want. And so we put out the hashtag, the Roland challenge where we're trying to see like which daycares are willing to go through, answer and, all these and questions, and then them. publicly share it. And that is awesome. And how so many we'll da- how many daycares there. have completed it? One? Zero. Oh no kidding? Zero. We've had about ten daycares tagged in and zero have done it. And so it's just like we're okay. Like this is what we're seeing. Yeah. Let's see like if we can nudge just a little bit more and just like we need like it's like that pressure and I'm also not going to knock these daycares. There's, it's social media, all the things. Um, but, like, I, I want to see their answers. I want to see – I want them to – like, you should be a little uncomfortable. 
and this yeah. and like you're showing all of your things but the, there's so much to be said about that transparency that willingness to be like this is what happened and here's how we handled it this is how we have set up or we're going to change this we're going to do this um and if you feel weird a- answering any of these questions there might be a reason why. yeah why? Right. why you shouldn't if you're doing it yeah. right you shouldn't yeah. right exactly you know um and if you see a question that might be offensive to you then say hey you know what i didn't answer this question because you know that might bring bad business what questions are up in there i'm yeah. curious and why yeah. yeah i'd love to know <laughs> yeah i love it yeah again yeah. transparency Tell me. yeah you know if if you asked me uh do i have double gates yes yeah if you ask me, do I have double doors? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you ask me, do I walk my dog on a leash and do I let anybody, do I ever let anybody off leash on the property? Hell no. No. Yeah. I don't care that I have a fenced yard, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So our entire property is fenced yeah. and our backpack yard is fenced. Even then, I mean, we'll take some of the dogs back there and they're on still leash. on a leash. The only area that they're allowed to be off leash is in our enclosed training room that has doors i mean there's so many doors yeah so i mean right thank y'all thank you and and even then there's not that many dogs that we even let off leash in our training room so it's very specific it's it's two yeah three that's it maximum yeah right Uh, and there's always two people yeah um so yeah but you know answer the questions if you're Mm -hmm. if you're a doggy daycare that's a great way to get started but the community if you're a dog owner and you're going to uh, daycares and you're unsure ask questions mm-hmm. go on their site um uh rollandsillygoosecrew.org there okay i was like Stoop blank i just yeah. ran a blank sorry uh and it's right there on your hats on our hats it's this is my advertising hat. major it's like fantastic. playing off Good. Uh, so good. I'm going to talk to you about All those that. student loans. Yeah. Like, yeah. they finally yeah. paid off. <laughs> but honestly, um, you know, ask the questions. And as a broken record, I'm going to say, contact your council member yes. for yeah. your district. Yes. Now, if you have time and you can go to council, go. Mm-hmm. Go to council. Now, I used to do it all the time. Every week I went. Yeah. I, uh, back before... I know. I won't do it now. Laura just looked at me like, you don't got time, girl. Uh, And I don't anymore. Um, But, you know, if you do have time, go to council. Go to council. Bring these these, uh, concerns up to council. If you don't have time to go to council, then write your council member. Y'all put them in office because you know they care for your community. If they care for your community, they will help. Yeah. So contact your city council member mm-hmm. and for your district, okay? If you're on the east side and you don't have a city council member assigned to you, well, you know, use the county. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And like the on county top of commissioners. That, if you don't feel like you can do it on your own, this is why we started this coalition. Yeah. Where it's like we're trying to bring these people together. Like right. we're putting together a group where we can collectively go. So if you don't want to go by yourself, like we're putting together this group where it's going to be people who are passionate, people who are in the industry, out of the industry, just to care deeply. We want you a part of it. Like if you go to our website, we have like a form you can sign up and just put like, what is your level that there you, you go. can That's commit how you to? Do it. Yeah. Just like, do you just want to be informed? Do you want to just, you'll show up and like you'll email or do you want to like help steer this and like really get involved? Like whatever you can commit, like it's going to, it's going to help. I think it's really yeah. important for the for the word to get out there. That's why we had you on the podcast. We Thank think you. It's, we think what you're doing. Like I said, I'm super proud of y'all. Thank you. Um, and I think it's something that's very needed. 
And I do believe uh, if we get enough push, yes. you can get a silly goose army. Yes. Yeah. Yes. The silly gooses will be on the loose. Oh, and they will be on the loose. Go, girl. I, yes, I like that. that. Rhyming yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And now Austin dogs deserve better. Yes. That's also on your site? Or is it that is. a separate site? It's all on the same site, nice. all in the same area. So if you go to our website and go to our Get Involved tab, we have all the information there. You can sign up. We have information about the coalition, what we're trying to do. And then if you just want to stay informed, like you can sign up for like newsletter, all that fun stuff. Um, truly, like at this point, it's like anything, like whether it is sharing, following us, grabbing a sticker, telling your friend, this helps get that message out that we I'm want gonna, better for our yeah. dogs. I'm going to bring up, um, the, she I just mean, bought me a whole bunch the of stickers. The stickers are really cute. So, I mean, I'm going to say, because the listeners can't see this awesome sticker, um, my silly goose is worth some serious underlined fucking change. And I <laughs> totally agree. That's going on my car. Thank you. Thank That's you. Going on my we car. also have PG versions for those of you who okay, don't. So, so we have PG and then we have the... That don't want to curse like Tara. Yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> Tara's got a potty mouth. All right, but I think that and all of these little... I mean, they're adorable. These stickers that you have are adorable. But, I mean, I'm totally putting that on my work car. Yeah. I can't put it on my truck. My wife will yell at me because I have two little kids. But I am putting that on my work car. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I love that's it. awesome. Yes. I, I think you guys are doing a wonderful thing, and I thank you for thank you. Uh, bringing awareness to awesome. um, yeah. And problem. thank you for having us on here just to be able to like, share what we're doing. I mean, huge thank you. Uh, uh, we try our hardest to get everybody out there to uh, who is spread the word, truly help. Yep. Yes. Right. Yeah. And experiences, you know, mm-hmm. your personal experiences. It's heartbreaking to hear your personal experience. And I think a lot of people that may have gone through the experience, like you said, were pushed to the side. And I think that's absurd. Yeah. And I think more vocalization has to happen. So good yeah. job. Thank yeah. you. Right on. Thank Y'all, you. thank you so much. Now, again, I'm going to have you say your names and uh, your website cool. and how they can get in touch with you. All right. So I'm Caitlin Rohde, and this is my husband. Michael Rohde. And we're with Roland Silly Goose Crew. Our website is rollandsillygoosecrew.org. If you go there, you can find all about what our our nonprofit is, our mission, what our different pillars are, how you can get involved. Uh, And then if you want to donate or anything along those lines, everything's on the website. And then our Instagram is at Roland's Silly Geese. And silly geese, silly geese. Okay, yeah, it's our collective, the collective geese. Okay, good, good. Yes, all right. I already follow you, so I didn't yes. need to know that. And I was going to write it down, but uh, I could just take it off my Instagram because I already also, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right on, yeah. Awesome. And you know, we're going to tag you in a lot of our, um, a lot of our posts, mm-hmm. um, so people will see your hashtag and hopefully Yay. bring you a little bit more awareness. Yay. Yeah, um, y'all, thank you so much. It was a pleasure having you awesome. guys on. Michael, you're very quiet, um, and I, I, I'm so glad that you actually spoke up for a couple of those things. Well, it's like we've got like a Pisces and a Virgo, so oh, yeah. it's just like we got like mm. both ends of the spectrum. I got it. I'm a Leo. She's a Virgo. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Y'all, thank you so much, y'all. Uh, we really appreciate you guys listening, and as always, please remember to see your dog, hear your dog, in order to help your dog. And protect first.